A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Is It Just Me, the podcast that's essentially quite a lot of very serious nonsense. Oh, yeah, no, it's super serious. Super serious and Hi. super nonsense. Yeah. Hi, I'm James Williams, one of your hosts. And I'm the other one. Just What's my name? Oh, it's been a very long day. Joanne Elvin. Oh, Joanne. <laughs> that. <laughs> Joe Elvin. Joe you're Elvin. You're going to say Joanne, you're going to say it properly. It, Joanne. In a very broad Aussie yeah. accent, yes. yes. But don't worry, it's already nonsensical. Um, but it's not just us. As ever, we are joined by a lovely special guest. And today, well, to be honest, I'm super intimidated because this is a lady who, well, she has a lovely face, but she has a very famous, very lovely voice. She knows what she, she's doing. Uh, she knows what she's doing when it comes to audio. Lord help she's us. She's a stalwart of Radio 1 and many, many other things. Um, she's an amazing broadcaster, a lovely lady, and she joins us today. She's actually a fan of the show. She knows what she's getting herself into. It's the lovely Tina Tahili. An intro. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody's ever introduced me like that before. I feel very special. Well, that's because... it's my one of the busiest bitch at the BBC. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you said off. Yeah, 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 yeah. That should be your alternative, like Twitter handle or something. You're the busiest bitch of the BBC. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't think my BBC bosses would be too keen on that one. Come on, maybe they already say it. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Know. This is true. <laughs> Although that's not technically true anymore because I finished doing Radio One Breakfast. You have after a decade. I can't believe that it. must be so emotional. I'm now an extended leave, so I'm not the busiest. Bitch she looks of the pretty BBC. happy. I've yeah. got to say. But- <laughs> It's a good time of year. We've got a good summer at last. It's a nice time to have a little bit more time. And also a nice time to actually not have to wake up at 5am every day. Yeah, 5am for 10 years. I think that's put 10 years on my face. I was going to say, are you really 18? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I wish. I wish. No, but you, you look are... amazing on it. Come on. Oh, really? Mm. In no, all seriousness, I, I, it, is that a record? Old. Is that a record? It must be. Because I've done so 10 years at Radio 1 and one extra, sister station. So I started off doing uh, bre- my first breakfast gig was Trevor Nelson, the legend that's Trevor Nelson, uh-huh. doing his breakfast show. Um, then Chris Moyles for a couple of years and six years then with Grimmy, back to back. Wow. So I think, I can't even work out the number. I must have done... I mean, that's thousands, isn't it? That's thousands like a, of breakfast shows. It's the Radio 1 equivalent of being like the Doctor Who companion that goes through lots of different, <laughs> like, you know. And obviously, sort of seen as the safe pair of hands who can wrangle. 
all of those. Because there's a big personalities yeah. to Mangle. Yes. Oh, and t- no, I had a stint, uh, I say, doing Tim Westwood? No, doing the Tim Westwood <laughs> no, well, that's, show. That's what you said. <laughs> you said but don't it. edit that. Yeah. Do not Keep edit that. Keep that in, that's saying um, in. That was uh, challenging. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't think about it that way. I yeah. bet it was yeah. to do you... Tim Westwood. Yes. <laughs> not putting my hands up. I don't know about you, James. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think I could quite take it on myself. But I mean, that's what's been fun, though, right? I think mm. about, and especially where you're at now, you can do super, super serious because yeah. you, you do stuff for Victoria Derbyshire. You fit in there, and then you go and do rapping on the Radio One Breakfast know. Show. I know. Do you sometimes go, my life is so mental? Yes, all the time. <laughs> and you, you constantly have that voice in the back of your head going, should I be doing this? Is this okay? And I think especially more recently, so I did my first 10 o'clock news um, a little while ago, last six weeks. So that's a big deal. If you're yeah. in news, that is the ultimate. And then, you know, in the last two weeks of the show, Grimmy has been playing me rapping, <laughs> rapping, doing my own cover version of Skepta Shutdown. You just don't get Hugh Edwards doing that, do you? You really don't. Oh, well, he should I mean, try and, it though. I and think. And more's the pity. Exactly. <laughs> more's the pity. More newsreaders should be yeah. rapping. They need. We we need more relatable newsreaders, like more relatable yeah. politicians. I think it's a good thing to. Yes. Um, I was I, about to tell you about my weird crush on Hugh Edwards after the wedding. Oh really? Yeah. Yes. He's so good at doing live He's events. He's so good. He was so serious. He wouldn't talk to me, which <laughs> nails the crush. That's it. That's that's all you need. I also yeah. went to the same school as Hugh Edwards, and what? that's pretty much where the comparisons. Except that and I work with Wales. Hugh Edwards, so this is there's yeah. a very strong Hugh Edwards yeah. connection going on yeah. here. Do this really weird thing when you do the six and ten, where there was a six and ten presenter desk, so it couldn't be more intimidating. So you see the the big sweeping BBC newsroom. So right in the middle of that, you have these bank the, a bank of desks, and in the middle. There's a computer that says six and ten presenter. What I didn't realise is you do a handover. So my first six o'clock news, I, I go in, do it, and waiting for me at the desk was Hugh Edwards. And he shook my hand and he just said, well done, Tina. And it was almost like a welcome to the club. You've arrived, <laughs> you are here. But also then I realised, oh, that's really nice of you to sort of come over and, and congratulate me. And then I realised that we actually hot desk and I needed to log off so he could log off at <laughs> ten o'clock news. <laughs> You thought, you thought it was like you were just going to pal around. And, he's yeah. coming especially Aww. to support me. No, well, I'm sure no, that's was, also true. Yes. No, well, he's, he's very nice and somebody yeah. I obviously look up to. But he's also, well, on, on a very basic level, he's gotten really hench, hasn't he? There was a picture. What, on, on, there what was does a that pic- mean? Well, I think he's gotten Ripped. really buff. There was a I've picture of... I've heard that word You've before. not had the word hench? No. Come on. Is that a, a British thing? I, I, th- oh, I, think, I just think it's, it's, just a, a, it's a kid thing. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a mother, mother uh, young well, person thing. Well, that explains thing. why, yeah. I'm actually physically incapable yeah. of hearing words that people under 30 use. Well, I also saw a very funny birthday card the other day, and it, it, it was just a very sort of muscly-looking Judy Dench, but it was called Judy Hench. Oh. And it really tickles me. Well, anyway. this one has really passed me by. <laughs> well, now you know. Well, anyway, it, uh, it, it's also correct. He is yes. quite hench. Well, I told, yeah. I sent Joe because so, randomly something popped up. Either his personal trainer or somebody put up a picture of him topless on Instagram, and I screenshotted it and sent it to you, going, "Oh my God, you're right." You're sending each other pictures of you. <laughs> I know. This sounds really creepy. Can I get arrested? Excuse me. James sent me a picture of Hugh Edwards. <laughs> yeah. I have not reciprocated. Okay. No, that's true. But you did admit about that it, you though. have a crush on him. Yeah, True. I did have a little crush on him on the day because yeah. he was so he he took it so seriously, and I was so nervous doing the royal wedding because you know I was the, like the pretender, 
with all these serious people who had researched every posh Including person's Including Tina. Yeah. You yeah. were the fashion expert. <laughs> you were the person. And what a we... worrying state of affairs <laughs> that was. <laughs> For the taxpayers, BBC. <laughs> Tina, when you started off, was it was, what was the dream? Did you actually imagine this? No, how because it would pan I always, out? I set out to be a lawyer. Wow. And then I did a degree in computer science. <laughs> completely unconnected I think it's because you know my parents had this you know came over as immigrants and had you have to have a profession you have to have you know work twice as hard as anybody else so honestly I didn't think about working you know doing a job that for enjoyment it was what can I do to have a solid respectable profession and earn a living so for most you know until I got to university that was law started doing it hated it had no idea what to do as a plan B. So then, because everyone was talking about computing being the thing and, you know, people making loads of money going into that, did that as a degree, graduated with a first, lovely, went for loads of interviews in the city and sat there and, and just thought, I hate this. Right. This is awful. I can't imagine doing this. I'm not motivated by money. What am I doing? Went away, applied for a master's in journalism as my crazy gap year, and I've never looked back. I see. And... But you must have always had a little bit of an inkling that that was kind of what. Because I feel like often when you're a kid, I wish you have I was these. That person you... who said, "Do you know what? I've always wanted to be Trevor McDonald." Yeah, but, but don't just... you think you were a creative lean? Because it is creative. It's, it's, yeah. You know, you're communicating, and I always yeah. think that sometimes like, when you're a teenager, you're kind of encouraged to dismiss those as a pipe dream. Yes. Yeah. So you true. often bury it, and then you try and do something serious, mm. and you but, put it on the back bench. And what I like about that story is what I'm always trying to advise university students when I go and see them is like you, you're not going to be able to decide mm. when you're 18 or 19 every single correct thing about your path yeah. going forward so just give things a go mm. and I always you know, think you have to try things to discount them yes. to yeah. cross them off the list like so my neighbour's job that was just to try what? being a publicist oh. and your neighbour's job yeah, no, I, not her next door neighbour she actually yeah. worked for neighbours no, no, that's what I thought yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my only cultural my reference yeah, I've grown I, up with neighbours I was an, an Aussie who worked at neighbours I mean Cliche, cliche, cliche. Exactly. Don't you pigeonhole me. How <laughs> dare you? But no, and I hated that job. So then I thought, okay, now you've learned that you thought that PR was all the glamorous dream and you didn't like it. What was your first break in all of this? Um, my first break was getting work experience at One Extra. Mm. And that was through, there was a networking event. I found out about it, um, you know, past the closing date for applications, rocked up anyway, had no appointments booked, um, and then saw a gap. I saw who was then the editor of One Extra News sitting down. Someone hadn't turned up to their appointment, so I just rushed in with my demo, handed her my demo tape, got her email, and then harassed her. <laughs> <laughs> As is always the well, way. Well, no, persistent. There's, all, there's a, there's a fine yes. line between, you know, persistence and you know, harassment. Stalk, stalk, harassment, stalking yeah. somebody. So anyway, followed up and, and got in doing work experience work experience turned into a couple of paid shifts turned yeah. into three month contract turned into six months turned into my first breakfast show Trevor Nelson and I think that that is that's the the sign of a solid journalist mm. is that looking for the crevice yeah. and mm. and not and just being dogged about yeah. or making yourself yeah. indispensable yeah. I would yeah. say that was how most I think most people I know who are journalists like they got their breaks through work experience but then doing that right balance between being very enthusiastic and not being annoying mm. <laughs> which is a hard one to yeah. find well yeah. I know because I'm now on the receiving end as I'm sure you are of lots of people getting in touch asking for work experience yeah. asking for advice asking to come in and I'm just like at least spell check your emails <laughs> or you know no, show yeah. me that you've watched or listened but to the program spelling's really out of Basic. fashion now yeah. yeah words are out of fashion yeah it's except words like hench but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, as but all the cool kids are saying spelling is like really 
really 2004, yeah. as far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah. And then, Tina, do you, do you get these really weird things where you're in a shop paying for something and someone just hears your voice and they sort of look at you and they sort of recognise you your know, voice? It's weird because it's all about context. So when I was with Chris Moyles or with Grimmy um, and the team, people would then, oh, you're, oh, wow. Or, um, you know... Yeah, the voice or the name, if you call up customer services to do something, and then they like, oh, you're Tina Dahini. But, it, but the funny thing is, I'm never introduced just by my first name. I was going to say, it's you're It's always Tina Dahini. So when I go out with Grimmy, and, or Frey, or whoever, it's like, Tina Dahini, Tina. I'm like, you could just call me Tina, it's fine. But it's always, it's all or nothing. It's Tina yeah. Dahini or nothing. I think there are certain, I have friends like that, and they're not even vaguely in, in showbiz or, you know, famous, and... There's something about some people do require the full name, I think. But your name name. has got such a wonderful musical quality. Yes. It's a really cool name. So I, you know, I. Yeah, it's a really cool name, Kate, my fiance. Uh, just, just making that point. My, my own name is a really cool name. Oh. I got engaged in January, oh, so I can't imagine not being Tina Dahili. Yeah. Well, I think that that's that's such a thing for a woman. It's yeah. like you know, who is? Where did Tina Dahili go? I miss yeah. her. You know, yeah. it's it can't a really be hard. Tina thing. Smith, William Smith. <laughs> oh, mm, yeah. Well, would I would, be. I would have been Joe Jones if I changed my name. <laughs> and I just, it's I not just, the same. I didn't like the alliteration no. of it. I've always had a very modern approach to this. I always think go with a person who's got the most interesting name. So male, me, female. Me. I mean, Dahili yeah. Smith. <laughs> Ross Elvin. You heard it here. Ross Elvin sounds good. Exactly. But tell me, just before we wrap up yes. this, this yeah. little bit, what have you got in your mind when you look back on your BBC mm. breakfast career? The ultimate high and the ultimate low point. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's so, I've done so many different things, as well as doing three breakfast shows. Um... I mean, so many different things. It's so it's so hard to pick. I know. One. Sorry, you know I, I, I actually know, hate I will those say, uh, One of those, one of the royal wedding was a massive highlight for yeah. me because I've come off the back of doing three years of election, EU referendum, snap election. So this year, year four, for me to have a wedding a has been the and something happy, absolute yeah. delight. Yeah. Yeah. Something that's just you know what we're celebrating two people who are in love coming together. That was amazing, and also. You know, we won't have. I remember getting a feedback email after doing the royal wedding. It was, you know, it's brilliant. Everything was great. We're delighted with how it went. Um, you know, you're, you're definitely booked for the next one, but it might not be for another thirty years. And that's the point because we may yeah. have a coronation at some point in the future, but not, you know, a big wedding. wedding. Keep that in email the same though. way. Exactly. I'll keep that email. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. Thirty years yeah, time. Yeah. And, and in terms of booked. career highs, it's happening right now, Tina. You're on. Is it just me? And I feel I like you it's were. It's a big moment. I feel like you were, you're more than ready for what's about to come. Oh. It's about time we did some topics, don't okay. you think, ladies? Is it just me who loves the snooze button? Well, I don't know. Why do you love it? I can't imagine not living with a snooze. Who, who are those people who, when their alarm goes off, they, they get up immediately. I don't know. I, I don't think they're real. But it's a very unpopular, you know, thing to say these days. I mean, I keep reading more and more about how toxic the snooze function is, apparently. Why? And it Well, apparently it just makes you more groggy. And I do, because everyone goes on about this idea, you sleep in cycles, don't mm. you? So the idea is you're supposed to leap out of bed as soon as your alarm goes off, because if you snooze, you kind of almost fall back into sleeping but again. But how is that physically possible to just leap out of bed? I have to say, when I have forced myself to do it... I have never, ever... Not once. I mean, I mean, I'm talking literally less than a handful of times. I do feel better, but I just, I just don't get morning people. I really, really wish I was a morning person. I'm just, I've tried. Right, I've forced myself to be better in the mornings, but I'm just not a natural morning person. I'm not a morning or a night person. (laughs) 
mean, it's really. I don't like getting out. Of bed. Try to put I me in a box. I don't like staying up late. I, I just. I like being in bed. <laughs> being in bed. What about you, Tia? See, I mean, I'm not. People look. Two things they always ask me doing a breakfast show is that you know you must be an, a morning person and you must get used to waking up early no to both of those things. 10 years I'm you not, never got used to it i'm not a morning person and you never get used to it you survive by oh my sleep pattern is so bad i've an afternoon nap today mm. so i had half nice. an hour well you, you say that but then you wake up feeling groggy i tried yeah. to bank hours which isn't the way it works but i find if i do, snoozing is the only way I can survive. <laughs> That's a couple of bursts into tears at the moment. But it, I mean, honestly, it is because when you start so early, you are constantly paranoid that you are going to oversleep yeah. and not hear your alarm. Yes. So I will set, and it's funny, when I, when I sometimes will screenshot my alarm system on my phone and I will set alarms every 15 minutes. So I'll maybe have a 5 o'clock, oh a 5.10, a 5.20, uh, a 5.30, a 5.40, 5.45, 5.50, and then a 6 which is when I should be at work, but just in case. And then case. by the time you've done oh. all that, it's time to get up anyway. I mean, How many I should, the... well, the last sort of three snoozes I shouldn't need, but I have them anyway. So what time would you, ha- what's the latest in your in your old breakfast show years? You, would well, you have to be at the door by? Because I'm very lucky, I live a five minute walk away from work. Right. Um, it would be 5.40. Wow. To be in for six. And do you, because I know a girl, I wonder if she's listening. Hi, Sarah Tankle. She's a friend of mine. That's she, a good name as well. She, yeah, yeah I just call her Tankle because I like <laughs> that name. But um, she works on um, Lorraine Kelly. Mm. So it's not super, super early, but it's, and we would have to be there sometimes when I was doing it at like 6, 6.30 in the morning. And she'd be there in full maquillage, right. a heel, a tonged hair. I would sort of like just scream out of bed with basically still rollers in my hair thinking, oh, the makeup ladies are just going to have to polish that turd when I get there. But she, I don't know, how do people do that? Yeah, well, I mean, radio, you do not have to worry True. about this face. Um, so I will, and also it's Radio 1, so I can and have gone to work in tracky bottoms, T-shirt. As long as my, you know, I'm clean, got my contact lenses in, brush, brush teeth. my teeth, yeah. I'm good to go. Mm. But, I mean, there have been a few sort of, you know, I pride myself on never having missed a single breakfast show. Wow. But, 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 because, you know, I suppose it goes with, with the territory. Radio 1 breakfast show, you have some interesting nights out. And, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. the, Brit, the Brit Awards is the one show That's every legendary, year. It's it? legendary. Yeah. So, you know, I've also, I've done the, done the breakfast show where I've worked and I've watched Groomy coming in with Harry Styles, assorted others. They've gone straight through to do the show the next morning. Missing producer, found someone asleep on a sofa somewhere. I could actually cry just thinking yeah, about yeah, the yeah. energy. <laughs> and I was the no, I was like the yeah. you know the person who was who was okay, um, and who hadn't gone to the Brits the night before. But I've also had the Brits where I have gone, and there is an expectation to go straight to do a straight through crew. Oh. <laughs> that makes you feel sick. I know, but but and the thing, and I get, and I sort of say it's okay. Everyone expects you to turn up to work in a, in a certain way, and it's very fun, and it's probably one of our most listened to shows, or has been in the past. But for me, if something serious happens, I I cannot be in that state, yeah, a true. state. So anyway, having said that, one year, I remember being in uh, a nightclub at five a.m. <laughs> dancing on a podium with Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> in the box and uh, and I stopped and I was just like I'm sorry Katie I'm sorry everyone I need to go I'm reading the news in an hour and a half and I need to sleep and they all said to me are you mad 
just go straight through. If you go to bed now, it's game over. Yeah. I insisted. So anyway, I think I must have had about 40 minutes sleep. Bear in mind, I'm in a studio with a bulletin in hand at 6.30. The bulletin starts at 6.30. What time do you think I woke up in bed having snoozed? Ten past six. 6.21. Oh, my God. You are a... Did you wake say? Yes. I got in at 6.27 and there was someone there. I was thinking, why didn't anyone call me? Ready to go. Like, this is my moment. I'm going to read the, the bulletin, the breakfast. Move! I've got this! <laughs> And I did. And that was the closest it's come to me. And I could I could admit this now. I've never told this story before because <laughs> I am, you know, I'm done. Yeah. I've, done I've done three breakfast shows, 10 years. Um, but that was, was close. And also, it's not one of those ones. I'm sweating. Do you know it does happen to people. You do, you, of course you oversleep. But were you crying and, and, and vomiting in the taxi <laughs> thinking, Katy Perry was right. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I just listen to her? Why did I go to sleep? Yeah. Oh, my God. That... That is an unbelievable story because I, I actually feel a bit sick and sweaty just thinking about it. Well, I Were mean, you're not it's tempted to go, oh, do you know what? I'll just, you know. But what a record, though, never having yeah. missed a show. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Come close. Well, I mean, if I did, I mean, six to nine minutes before I was supposed to be on air. That, you've almost convinced me that snoozing is a good thing because. Well, no, 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 that just proves that you can have a much longer lion. Yeah. And just get there nine yeah. minutes before. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, for radio, you can, but when I do te- telly breakfast, I have the buffer of, because I'm normally in a hotel, because it's up in Salford the night before, I know that I can get the hotel wake-up call as well as my backup for my snooze. But that's a 3.30 wake-up. Can I ask you something, though? I bet you, when you're going on holiday and it's an early wake-up, do you just jump out of bed then? That's the only time I feel like I can actually get out of bed easily. I mean, I I often miss the breakfast buffet, though, as well, on holiday, (laughs) thinking, oh, screw that. I'll have some toast later. It's a real struggle. But when we did the royal wedding and we were in that hotel the night before, and I think I had to be in the Sharabang with Henchy Hugh and everybody at... <laughs> As he's now called. At 5.30. And I, I didn't sleep a wink. I was so nervous no. about not getting that alarm. I'd set my iPad. <laughs> I'd ordered a wake-up call. And I um, it was only when we were in the bus, I thought, the hotel didn't give me a wake-up call. <laughs> was like, yeah, of all like, the days. I know. <laughs> Like, just did not get that wake-up call. Probably because they were ringing everybody else that needed a wake-up call. (laughs) Everyone in that hotel had to be on TV. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny what you say, because I'm not a napper either. So I Mm. think I'm just not very good. I think when I'm asleep, I'm asleep. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I can't cat nap. But I can't. And on holidays, siestas, I'm always really envious of people that can go and just have 40 winks. Can you do that? Oh, yes. Oh, I can't do it. I, I feel... could do it right now if you want. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Charming. <laughs> oh, great. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Snooze your way through this show. Well, thanks very no much. No offence. Yeah. Oh, none taken. Yeah. Anyway, on that lovely note. Um, okay, well, I guess we'll agree to disagree on this. We've got one for napping, one for snoozing. And, snooze. and I'm nowhere in between. So there you go. We resolve nothing, Separate. as per usual. Well, thank God for that. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Is it just me who's, well, at the moment anyway, I'm very anti-forward planning. I say that like it's paired planning, so I don't know why I came up it wrong, but I'm just very anti, yeah, looking too far into the future. And I don't know why, I don't know if I've suddenly become a bit hippie-ish in my older age. I hope none of your employees at the GQ Awards are <laughs> well, this. But funny enough, I think this is what's playing into it. Because I'm doing a lot more short-term contracts or freelance stuff, I think the idea of thinking too far ahead and thinking, what am I doing in November? And when I realise it's nothing at the moment, <laughs> that sends me into a blind panic. So my idea is literally I am now carpe diem, seize the day, don't look too far ahead, don't look further away than six weeks because it just freaks me out when I have these literally empty pages in my diary. And yeah. even things like, oh, what's going to be happening at Christmas? It freaks me out. But That's understandable. Yeah. But yeah. I know you're not one of you, you're I'm the, the opposite. You I are. can tell you're such a <laughs> Tracy Flick girl. I, I, mean, I can just tell. I, yeah. I just lists. I live for lists. All I have are lists on my phone. I mean, I have packing lists for every single, even if it's two days away. Even this weekend, I'm going up to Salford to present, but I will have a list, a packing list. And I will go for my holidays. I will have, and we, we've talked about this on the radio before, um, and I just get laughed at. But So what's on the list? People, Underpants? No, no, it will be. I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. what. So if yeah. it's a seven-day trip, I will have seven-day outfits, seven evening outfits. I will have beach options. I will have an accessories section in my list. I will have reading list. Um, yeah, everything, everything. And then I will have outfit combinations. And, and this isn't because I'm, I'm a fashion-y person. It's just to do with uh, just being organised. I also, totally respect that. I also have to I have respect that, actually. lists of restaurants. I will never, oh, ever go on holiday <laughs> without having in advance researched the place I'm going to and having a list of, of rated restaurants. That's what my husband's for. He lives for organising and, like, already, this is going to make you sweat, James. Yeah. Our... October holiday in Cornwall. The restaurants are booked. <gasps> Actually booked. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I can't believe they're taking the reservation yeah. so early. Yeah. Oh, it's so exciting. They get really booked up. It's half term. Right. Yeah. Okay. But no, I used to do that. I don't so much when I'm just packing for a holiday, but when I had to do the fashion shows, Milan, New York. I yes, you do not want to leave a bad outfit to chance. So I would, and because I'm trying to keep my packing to a minimum, mm. I would write everything down and cross reference and make sure it all went with each other. I'm just not a big list. I'm not a big list maker. I have to say, maybe that's where I'm going wrong with all this. But, but then, weirdly, I think people always say to me because I I do have friends who do similar work to me, and they say, I just don't understand how you do your job. You just don't make lists. And, but I do have a weird memory. I I can pretty much remember things. Like I, 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 my head, I can kind of have the list. Like, and I can pretty much remember. Like, if I'm working on an, an event. I'll know in my head without looking at my emails what the answer was for that 
particular celebrity or where that person is in the world because I don't know why I just have this weird way of absorbing it I guess it's not photographic but it's just so yeah but what if you forget something that's, that's <laughs> my thing what if you and also for me it's not leaving it to chance so for example you know if you go on holiday and you can only eat out say three if it's a three night break three nights why leave that to chance I, I'm not that person who will wander by somewhere and go oh that looks nice and risk having a bad meal and I know that might make me really boring I'm one of those people who's not spontaneous enough, but... You know. I love the idea of Tina Dahili never had a disappointing meal. I mean, that, that's <laughs> well, another great, like, you know, it's byline. It's not so much about the quality. I'm sort of, I'm... No, I'm, I, lo- I'm, I love I'm not of... hard to please with restaurants, mm. but I, it's the aimless wandering around, finding everywhere's booked. Mm. I can't Or for me, it's get, getting it. stuck in a tourist trap. So yeah. places that look really nice. and they, So it's not for me, but I don't need to mission star restaurants every night, no. by the way. It's about, you know, local gems. So... Just, just yeah. nice, nice places. Yeah. Where the locals, where the locals yeah. go. Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm going to sound like a terrible snob. Number. Somebody did one say to me, "Never eat at a restaurant with pictures of the food outside it." And I think that's a very good rule to live by. I don't know why. I just think. Well, you've obviously never been hungry enough while backpacking with only like 50p in in your bag that will only pay for that picture of the toast. With the, yeah. I don't know. It just. I. I think it's too literal. I don't. I. I, you know, I don't need to actually see what I'm going to be eating. I can. Yeah. You know. I find it motivating as well. So I did start this thing last year where I read a lot, but it's always to do with work and it's news and it's current affairs. And that just mentally can be really full on. It's hard to switch off. And I love reading. Like the, the library, I make myself sound like a proper geek. No, but I, my I actually, give me, give me some book recommendations oh, in a minute for my holiday. I have. <laughs> yeah. So, so my, my thing last year was to try and read a book every week. Wow. Right? So my deadline would be Saturday, and I know that I'd be... So instead of watching, binging on four episodes of something, I think, you know, I'll watch two, and then I'll spend two hours reading. So it's that... Compli- and I got to 30 last year, not 52, but would I have read 30 books otherwise? No. That's a really good And rule. I do... This year, I've done the same. And at the end of the... It was so satisfying on Instagram to just be like, here are the 30 books I've read. Here's, and lots of my friends now do the same thing. We're like, right. And it's nice to be able to then swap book recommendations, and I will alternate fiction, non-fiction. And some of them will be light. Yeah. Some of them are a bit heavier, but then you make up for I'm that. going to try that because I know that my husband secretly is ashamed of how little I read. I know he is. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it's the one thing if he could change about me, I think. I'm only... All that and massive boobs, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm only semi-joking when I say at the moment I feel like I need to read, like, War and Peace to basically counterbalance all the Love Island I've watched this summer. Yeah. I do believe in cultural yin and yang. It does feel like I need some something weighty to sort of, you know, counteract all that. But also, you don't want War and Peace on holiday. You want no. You want things that are easy to read. But I, I did watch every episode of Love Island, so... I See, I, I watched... OK, well, I know we're digressing. I watched the first, because I was forced to, and the last, so yesterday's, and that was fine. Can I just say, the they did a highlights package in the final that pretty much meant you didn't have to watch any of it. It was even I sat there going, okay, this is a bit much. They basically just recapped the entire thing. Yeah. I could have just watched this I just this feel bit. like I've got a 13-year-old daughter, so I just felt like I had to avoid it. <laughs> and she watch it. No, and I don't want her to. I just don't think we're there yet. Mm. I've got no snobbery about it. I understand it's gripped the nation, but it just was not on in our house. So I, I feel so... I can't, I've been so excited about it being over because I yeah. felt so left out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having a life. But I'm going to try and, in all seriousness, read a bit more because it does feel like, yeah, you know, I've given away far too much of my was life. Was it everything you hoped it would be in more, this series? <laughs> what love? I, yeah. It's become that, I think, it's more just that... It's a WhatsApp thing, isn't it? You do it... 
so you can talk about it on WhatsApp group. That's why I feel, I feel like it's almost a bit like, do you remember when X Factor was an enhanced experience because Twitter made it more fun? Yeah. They almost went hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I feel like now Love Island coexists with WhatsApp groups and that's what makes it more entertaining. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do think it's fairly harmless. And, and again, going back to what we talked about earlier with the Royal Wedding, I mean, you know, there's a lot of horrible stuff going on in the world and to have something relatively easy to watch. Um, I mean, that's not to say you, you can then excuse yourself from actually you know, informing yourself about important stuff that's going on in the world. But I do think you need a bit of Well, they didn't balance. know what the EU was and it was fine for them. <laughs> exactly. It's all working out well for the Love Island. Peacefully. I mean, I mean, peacefully yeah. Even though I've never yeah. read War and Peace, I mean, watching Love Island makes me feel like Dostoevsky himself. I feel oh, very intelligent. Yeah. At least you can say that. I know, just about, yeah. not after yeah. a drink or two. Anyway, I'm basically making a reading list. Oh, that's, that's, that's forward planning. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I run a weekly magazine now and I thought it would just be all hand to mouth, but I, I basically know what we're doing for Christmas. Because well, you you're not that organised, it's an absolute nightmare. Well, I was going to say, I, again, yeah. I do wonder if it's one of those things you do for work, do you then rebel against it? Yeah, in your I'm, a car, life? I'm a car crash at home. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if, I literally don't know if there's any milk there or not. Whereas your, yeah. you, you, your. Well, I think. You have to be well researched. I think I'm a control freak in general. <laughs> I'm sensing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just realised. She's just got engaged. I bet you've got some incredible wedding lists up going on, haven't you? Do you know what? Actually, you got a no. ring, a ring what? Not, nothing. Nothing, and it doesn't interest me. Really? But also, I've been half of this year has been focused on Harry and Meghan's with the build up to the royal wedding, you know, all of that. And actually, I haven't had time to think about my own. So, I got engaged. Well, there are a Jack, lot of ideas in that wedding. Yeah. Well, I know, but yeah. that's really hard. I did after that just say, oh, it's going to be tough planning a wedding after that number. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't think it will be anything sort of big and, and over the top. It will be low key. And actually, now I've got a couple of months off. And in my time off, as well as going on holiday, this will be planning. Because we did, and all my friends are so freaked out about this. In January, we said, whatever happens, we are going to get married by the end of 2018. And I know we are in August. There's not long left. I don't have a date booked. Nothing is planned yet. But I am convinced it will happen. As long as it doesn't interfere with the book reading. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just get on Pinterest, Tina. That'll that'll sort it all out. Do it all via Pinterest. But oh, also, I kind of love. I kind of love that. That's your one act of rebellion. That for somebody yeah. who's so organised, you're kind of letting something that would be the exception to a lot of people. Because you know, there are some people who literally spend years organising their yeah. wedding. I never understand that logic I just either. Don't have time. I'm not uh, interested. I did in, mine in, in about eight weeks, and I was actually. I was, you can do this. I was really glad that I just condensed the stress mm. into that yeah. amount of time instead of having that stress for 12, 18 months. Yeah, you can do it. You, you, you just just name the date in 2018 and do it. Christmas wedding, then it is. Yes, I love. I yeah. think I, well, I've always been a big. I, I keep trying to make all my friends get married on New Year's Eve, purely from a selfish perspective. Yeah. Trying to think, what I hate New Year's Eve. What a great way to ha- spend well, New Year's Eve than at a friend's wedding. Yeah, see, I thought this, but then my plan fails for New Year's Eve because having worked in radio for ten years, I'm relying relying on some of my pals to DJ at my wedding, and New Year's Eve is the most lucrative night for DJs to be working. So I don't think I'd have anybody to come on selfish bastard. See, she has thought in advance. Yeah. About <laughs> yeah. Only about yeah. that one date because, like you, lots of people have said, "What a great thing to yeah. do!" Like everyone's stressed. What do we can do on New Year's Eve? And it ends up being, a, you know, disappointment. So why not, you know, coming together for a wedding? I don't want to stress you out, Tina. You've now just shaved your window even shorter because you've now I knocked know. another day off at the end of the year. So it's actually got to happen before the thirtieth. Christmas. Oh, yeah. Betwixtmas. A Betwixtmas wedding. She'll make it happen. Of <laughs> she course will. she will. She's an organizer, anyway. Right, Tina Dehealy. I'm never going to say just Tina anymore. <laughs> Tina Dehealy, James Williams, James Conrad Williams. Thank you. Is it just me who 
isn't really much of a joiner in a... I don't know whether I'm talking about audience participation or... Well, for instance, Love Island is a really good example. I just, I felt so contrarian about it mm. because everybody was so... It, it felt like such enforced viewing mm. and enforced fun. I Does know, that make me really grumpy? No, no. I, I'm with you a little bit on this one. But the one thing I'll say is, I don't think I'm a natural joiner in a... But I thankfully have friends that are a lot more proactive and they're probably list makers. Uh, but, you know, they tend to always think, oh, I'm doing this for my birthday, whereas I'm a bit lazy and I just go, let's go for dinner. Um, they always come up with something. And even though initially my gut reaction is like, oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that, because I think it's that weird, you know, group activities can make you tense or any element of like, you know, you're being coerced into doing something you're not comfortable with. A makes big you... old bandwagon yeah. sets my teeth on edge. But like, for example, I just did a panic, um, not a panic room, a panic room. <laughs> I nearly panicked when I went in there. No, it was an escape room. You know, these new things where you go in and you have to solve these puzzles to get out in time. You've got an hour on the clock. See, exactly. I, I just know I'd be the thickest one. Well, and I'd still be there. But thankfully, I have some smart and organised friends. So, weirdly, I went in slightly dreading it and then there was a hint of a role play from the people organising it and that's when I got very tense. And then I thought, no, I had a strong word myself. And I actually ended up enjoying it, mainly because we won and we beat the other team and obviously I'm very competitive. But, no, so my, I guess my, my point is, I think... I'm not a natural joiner in it, but every time I'm forced to do something and I then do it, I do feel a bit like, oh, you, you can do this. That, yeah, yeah. It's surprising that you end up liking it. I just don't like organised fun. No, I don't either. I really no. don't. You know, the, my idea of hell is a Hindu with, <laughs> you know, just activities and or people who do things like go-karting and karaoke. Karaoke, I cannot stand. People <laughs> always try to make me do karaoke. That's because you're a rapper. Well, you know, yeah, well known for being a rapper, as well as a, a news presenter. Um, yeah, I just, and I suppose it comes with the territory of working on a breakfast show that you have that, you know, that team, you, you work these hours together and you have team outings a lot and you tend to kind of, you know, end up doing things like, oh, let's go for karaoke. Yeah. Let's go and play crazy golf. Let's, why can't we just all go for a nice dinner and drink some nice wine? I'm old. Yeah. But that's the thing. <laughs> I think some people think that that's the really, that's, that's the option that's going to guarantee a bad time. I I've got, um, yeah. I'm going to get in trouble now. So my, my in-laws, um, I've got a set of in-laws who love at Christmas a, a parlour game. Mm. And I, I just feel a bit, I don't know, and they, and I feel awful saying this, but they love it, love it, love it. So you don't want to spoil their fun. No. But we don't love <laughs> a board game. But there was the one time that they, they it backfired on them the time they... Um, they really wanted to do like a game of charades mm, and they yeah. sort of like the whole idea was I had to come in and do something and everybody else had to guess what it was. And my sister-in-law whispered in my ear, I want you to come in. I want you to run in from the kitchen and pretend that you're like an awkward swan having an awkward landing on a, on a lake. <laughs> what does that even sound like? <laughs> it's I, very I, niche. Well, very I, did, niche. Well, I, I flapped my wings and I made a, a honking noise and I, and I sort of like skidded into onto the carpet on my knees. The whole thing, everyone laughing, everyone guessing, getting it wrong, getting it wrong. And my sister-in-law going, do it again, do it again. This went on for 20 minutes before I realised that that was the game, just to see how many times I would do that before oh. I realised. Oh, so that's an evil kind of <laughs> game that yeah, I could yeah, join yeah. in with. Yeah. I, yeah, I could get on board with that so, kind of game. So that's, that was me putting a, a, aside all my dignity and joining in. And where did it get me, Tina Dehealy? Where did it get me? Well, you are right, because I, I do have some friends who are literally, they're almost allergic to anything like a game. A game or an activity, they just don't like it. And they get, they get physically quite 
quite distressed by it. And I'm, mm. I mean, I'm not that bad. But I mean, I, I guess my issue with this is I always think, oh, you're useless. You don't have any hobbies or interests. <laughs> so I always think when I when I look at people, like you know, I've got friends that are like now in rowing clubs, or they do like you know, like a, a yeah, touch rugby once a week. Do you enjoy your job? Do you love your job? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. So I think some people who have boring jobs then just find maybe. activities to do. True. Outside. Maybe that's what I like to tell myself. Yeah, anyway. maybe that might, that might be some of it actually. Because yeah, I maybe guess... if I was um, lonely, mm. I probably would be a joiner in her in some way. Yeah. I probably would join yeah. something to check it well, out. It depends on your motivation. Yeah. Because if, yeah. you're, if you want to meet people, then you might join a club yeah. or start doing an activity. Or if you're not fulfilled by your job, you might you might be one of those people who does more outside of work. But I just feel like my life is consumed by my job. Yeah. Yes, and to an and extent. you you know scheduling and yeah. itineraries, and you do, you actually just want to go and hang somewhere rather than have no 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 today on Tuesdays. Yes, this is what we <laughs> netball, do. Netball seven pm. Yeah. Yes, netball's yeah. a very big deal again. Massive. Yeah. I have so many friends who play netball, uh, but that, and their commitment. You know, what I admire people yeah. who are joiner inners. I, I do me too. Yeah. a lot. Yeah. But at the same time, I then think you shouldn't be sort of shame for not being a joiner in yeah. I think you know there's something to be said for you know just being sat on your sofa reading a book reading that a Tina Dahili's recommended exactly. we read should we just go and have a drink <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I could join in with that exactly yeah. a nice dinner a drink yeah. and then a book recommended by Tina Dahili yeah. Tina Dahili's book group that would be a good yeah. thing to do it could be a thing but if you're not as grumpy as us then that's fine yes if you are a joiner in <laughs> please do continue you carry on you join yeah. in with us you every do week you uh, do oh send us your emails, guys, because we do love hearing from you. Uh, the email address is isitjustmepodcast at gmail.com. Send us um, any suggestions for Is It Just Me topics, and we will give you a shout out. And obviously. Or just abuse, because we're, we're that needy. Yeah. We're that yeah. needy. Yeah. Well, I've, I've just said boring people do um, activities, <laughs> yeah, so I'm ex- bring it Tina. on. Tina. Dr. Healy. Well, that's it. Another end of another show. Uh, Tina, thank you so much for joining us. We One of the busiest back. ladies. Yes, I would love to come back. Yes. I'm just, you know, I've got nothing to do at the moment. I'm extended leave. <laughs> We've got to wear quiet time. <laughs> no, like... you enjoy your rest. I You've will. earned it. Have lots of lions. Not that you need them to and look you, at you. Better but get that wedding organised, you know. That's what I need yeah. to do. That's true. <laughs> Hopefully, I will have wedding news. Yes. I, I mean, the clock is ticking. I can cover the dress. <laughs> Great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can see Tick. her. I can see the neckline. <laughs> yeah. Is it a boat? Is she wearing a tiara? You better be wearing a tiara. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Tina. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.